Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, how? <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Thank you for joining us over here at Cozy Conversations. We are honored to be part of your regular podcast lineup. And if it wasn't already evident, we really love creating cozy content for you. You guys, we are so excited to share that we are offering a monthly subscription to The Sister Project over at Anchor.com, our super cool hosting platform. We are dazzled by their initiative to support creators and their platform, so we signed ourselves up. But here's the twist. Our content is and always will be free. And to top it off, we're crazy, so we have plans to create even more. What we're doing is hopping on the content creator bandwagon and opening up space for you to support our small business because in a way, we're like your virtual cozy cup of coffee. If you're interested in learning more, head to the anchor.com link in our show notes. And P.S. Whether you decide to subscribe or not, we are just so grateful that you're tuning in. Well, hello there and welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I am your host, Lauren Massarella, and I am being joined here by my spectacular co-host and sister, Michelle Anderson. Wow, spectacular, huh? Yeah. That's a high compliment. You're older than me. I need to respect my elders. It's true. true. You should. (laughs) Spectacular is good. It's spectacular. I think that suits you. It's pretty nice. So you guys, we have a really fun and funny and informative conversation. We are talking about pegging. You might know what that is. You might not. You're going to learn. You don't know what it is. They might, Michelle. Really? Yes. Some I've, people do things behind closed doors that we don't know about. I'll tell you what I learned about Pegan, and then I learned I was a prude <laughs> right after. <laughs> and then we're also talking about ways to identify and then work with negative self Lots of helpful tips there. So frucking. Uh, so frucking? Yeah, frucking. So you don't even have to censor it. It's so frucking good. That's going to be our new way to say fuck. <laughs> Fruck. It works. So before we dive into this awesome conversation... We want to thank a couple of our very special Anchor.com subscribers. Before I dive into thanking people, just so you know, Anchor.com is our platform and where we host our podcast. And being creators, they've given creators the opportunity to have our listeners sign up for monthly contributions to support the work that we are doing. And just so you guys know, when you sign up and when you help us with that, we are so frucking grateful fucking grateful (laughs) so we want to give a huge giant warm cozy shout out to two friends of ours who have decided to support the sister project thank you so much to ashley shields wow ashley thank you representing from the dg crew yeah well there's one coming right up after her right sure is miss nikki mrs nikki Nikki blattner (laughs) you guys thank you ashley and nikki We love you. We are so grateful. And thank you for finding the value in the work that we do. You know, having this support helps us create a little bit more space to create more content. And that's honestly 
why we were able to build in a third weekly podcast was because of our monthly contributions. Yeah, it was all because of them. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, ladies. We're exceptionally grateful. For those of you tuning in that want to learn a little bit more about our Anchor.com subscri- subscriptions, head to the show notes. You will find it there and you'll be able to learn more about it. You can also listen to our podcast from there as well. All right, you guys, tune in, sit back, peg away, <laughs> and enjoy. <laughs> Ryan and I were doing our morning um, coffee outside today yep okay. we try to get out there in the morning before the kids get up and um at one point I said to him it was like seven o'clock and I said you know I really just don't think that our yard is attracting birds this year I don't know maybe our bird feeder doesn't have a great perch for the birds who knows at around seven twenty, we look over and there is a husband and wife cardinal couple Beautiful. dining in for breakfast oh. on the bird feeder <laughs> Dining in. <laughs> Dining in. And then moments later, I was almost attacked by two birds. I don't know if they were, it was foreplay. I don't oh. know if someone was chasing someone else because of a stolen baby. But within inches from my head, I dodged. It's kind of cool, though, that you were, that nature got so close to you. Oh, my God. It was, we, th- I fucking hate squirrels, but it is cool. I love squirrels. They're such a pain in my ass, but we observed them. Ryan goes, oh my God, Michelle, they're up in the top tree. He goes, I think that they're knocking down the food. They're, for themselves. We couldn't figure out if they were knocking it down for themselves and getting it off the ground, or if they were knocking it down because they know there's a family of raccoons, six generational family of mm. raccoons that comes and um, they dine in at night there. I love the, I love the dine in. We've got a, there, there actually is a lot of dining in going on. I had that rat dine in my attic or my crawl space that one time. It dined in, it dined in and then it died. But no, did you, did you actually see it? No, Anthony did. And it had gotten, so what happened was Anthony was going down because something with something in our crawl space yeah. wasn't functioning right. So he went downstairs and he was taking a video to show our handyman Steve and as he was taking the video he the camera panned panned the dead rat who like was hanging over the edge all I can see in my mind is that scene from Princess Bride when they're going through the forest yes giant rats those rodents are coming out did it look like that kind of it was so ugly it was really big and ugly but Michelle you just brought up foreplay and this reminds me of a conversation I had over the weekend do tell so my friend Katie, this was this was an awesome idea. You know, people are coming out of pandemic and they're ready to like party oh, and yeah. hang out and do things we've done in a long time. Yolo. Yolo. And Katie hired a blues band. How fun. It was so fun. She thought it was a three person like trio. It turned out to be like a Full six band. person orchestra? band. Yeah. <laughs> not an orchestra, but there was a horn player. How fun. Yeah, it was so awesome. So we're sitting there, they played I didn't realize I learned that night the difference between different type of blues, and I found out that I like the Delta blues. Tell me more. All I know, it has a little bit of a different pace to it, a little bit of a different rhythm. I would encourage anyone out there who likes the blues, and I'm sure people are listening who know the blues. I like singing the blues. Well, check out Delta blues. Okay, I will. And he he prefaced it. He's like, okay, we're going to give you guys some Delta blues now. So I found that I liked it. And on the side, we were having conversations, and two conversations struck me. One was our friend Marty Vernon. He's he's bald, right? And so I don't know why. Why I asked yeah. him. I think we were talking I'm about like, what's like this part of the story. <laughs> I don't know why I asked him this, but I go, you know what, Marty? I'm wondering. Do you want? Oh, he was telling me about he shaves his head, right? Because I mean, he's, is he follically challenged? Yes. Okay. And he just shaves it, of course. 
And, you know, to keep it nice and smooth, like a yeah. billiard ball. Yeah, oh, and, a billiard ball. <laughs> so in any case, Marty's bald. And I said, you know, Marty, do you do you use shampoo or do you use like a bar of soap or Good face question. soap? I thought so, Good right? Good question. Well, the answer is he uses like his face soap on his head. Which makes, makes sense. sense. Makes sense. There's no Why hair to shampoo. What do you do? Lather your your scalp? Unnecessary. Your bald scalp. Does he have a nice round dome? Very nice. You know, very nice round dome. That's nice. Marty's a great guy. Now that was one of the conversations, and then at some point, Maggie, who was just on the podcast, and I and her sister Marika, we were sitting there. Jealous. I believe you got to was, hang out with both of them. Yeah, it was awesome. You should be jealous. <laughs> you also missed out on this conversation for some. She brought up pegging. Yeah. Pegging. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, what is pegging? And I had heard of it years ago. And then they explained to me pegging, you guys. And if I, we've got any listeners, write in anonymously if you are into pegging. No shame, no judgment. Pegging is when you, a woman. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is where the giggles giggly, come in. This is explicit. I want to see you tell this without losing it. Okay. Okay. Pegging is when a woman uses a strap-on dildo and yep. penetrates her lover, most often her male lover. Right out of the gate, I just, <laughs> if we could penetrate is so sciencey. you know? Well, what do you want to say? Makes love to his her lover's butthole with a dildo on? I mean... Kinda. Okay, kinda. so... The 12-year-old in me kind of There you go. You well, that. that's the other way of putting Thank it. Thank you. So I looked it up, and there's like there's a lot about pegging. And um, I, for one, have never done it. Michelle, have you? Um, nope. <laughs> now, no, pegging I've never, is strictly... I've never sw- reversed roles and given it to the fella. Okay. Now, here's the deal. I, I'm saying it that women can do it, but... Anyone can actually peg. Like a man, yeah, pegging is fun for everyone. Uh, pegging can if be you fun want to for peg. everyone. Yes, and so there was a little bit more about it. Um, there's, I found this great article. I'll put in the show notes, and they actually say that like there's four things that can come out of pegging. Well, first of all, the gender role thing is a big draw to some because okay. you know it's kind of like you know yeah. Then but then there's people who are like, well, why does it have to be a penis that represents power? Like that's annoying, and I get that too, but. That's part of the conversation. It's like a gender role. Like men usually do the penetrating, but they're going to switch it up. Yeah, but I just want to say in response to that, that that penetrating doesn't really, to me, necessarily mean that the woman is powerless. I think that I agree. the female has a lot of control Completely, in I completely agree with you. Okay. Seduction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the art of seduction. Yeah. Okay, the other one is it forces you to really, really communicate this I mean, I can talk see about. why. <laughs> Definitely got to talk about this before you go ahead and peg someone. Hey there. You can't just walk in a room and, and jam it in. No, you can't. You have, to con- you have to have this conversation about it. Also, some men are really into it, which this isn't surprising to me it isn't. at all. It isn't. Because sex is so dynamic. There are so many things, you know, about sex and being with a partner, especially if it's a long-term partner or an exciting new partner mm-hmm. or partners, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're kind of able to find out new things, which leads me to the fourth one. 
you might find out that you have other, you're into other toys and kinks. So maybe you try pegging and you were open-minded. It wasn't your thing, but you're like, but I did like the idea of changing it up a lot. So it can so be maybe, potentially enhance the sexual experience. Yeah, or it might just open your mind to other yeah. ideas. Maybe so, just a finger and not a dildo. What's the, so what do you say? Are you going to give it a whirl? No. Have you, ta- have you and Anthony communicated yet? We have this? not. Anthony, no, we're definitely not going to peg. Okay. Nor do I okay. want to, yeah. but I could see why one would. Would want to yeah you know there is i don't know the science behind this but i guess i should have we should have someone come on we're, we're going to we're gonna have like a sex expert and therapist come on like because a pex like a like a peg, peg pro peg per, peg pro. <laughs> <laughs> a peg pro because there is something about the relationship with the um the male butthole and arousal just between the the taint whoa that's not <laughs> what i was gonna say but yes there's a little walnut-sized prostate in there. Exactly. And I, I don't, a little doohickey. A little doohickey. <laughs> Sick. I don't like that you called it a doohickey. <laughs> oh, my God. Our friend um, Jen from Hook and Garden, she has her. She has chickens. She has hens that, she cr- sure that have a lot of eggs. And she referred to one of her, her hen's eggs as a butt nugget. A butt nugget. Never heard that before. A butt nugget. Mm-hmm. And that butt nugget... Hard boiled with some uh, everything seasoning on it. Looks Never so looks so good. good. Never looks so good. Butt nuggets. Hilarious. So we should probably just title is, this eggs episode. Eggs don't come out of their butts. They don't. Or do they? I don't know. Maybe they do. I Maybe have they no. they come out of an egg hole. Is that what it is? <laughs> See, sometimes you learn something when you come here, and sometimes you leave dumber. <laughs> Okay, so something else, speaking of sex, this was not supposed to be a whole episode on sex, but this is where we're going. We did a poll on times of day yeah. that people mostly make love with their partners. Or, or maybe they were referring to themselves, you know, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. What we found was that the majority of our listeners and tuner, tuner inners, <laughs> that they find that the morning or daytime is the optimal time for lovemaking. Yeah, I was in that. I, I agree. I'm all about the day, the midday. Morning, not so much. I, You know, I've got like my morning breath. Anthony says sometimes I smell like an alley cat. Or like minestrone. Or Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Very strange description. No, that's not why I want to make love with him in the morning. The I just don't want, that's not my timing. I think that it's interesting to see how the, um, I don't know, the, the sexual experience evolves as we evolve you know like yes. i think back to college it was like a flipping free-for-all gross. sex during co- sex college was college. so gross i so, dated a guy that had long nails was he a did he do nails for <laughs> a side hustle he's had longer nails and i don't there's really nothing more to say about that except for did that you was date strange. him more than one time after no this? after i noticed that i was like bye yeah, that's, that's too much for me. That's a deal breaker, I think. Oh, it was a deal breaker. But then, you know, you get you then you're married and there's that whole freedom to do your thing. And then life really gets interesting when you if you decide to have children or you don't have children and you're just like busy right. AF and you're working and the day is long and you want to just chill at night so that I can see the nooner making the most the sense. The nooner is so, right yeah, the nooners. And then there was the topic of conversation. We haven't taken this poll yet, but we're going to do it probably today. How often are we having sex? Or making some sort of sexual contact. Yeah, I'm curious to hear to hear what people say. What about you? One to two times, two once a week for sure. Same here. Yeah, that's me. I'm kind of like yeah. And we know we got, we really got thrown out of our rhythm and our 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 schedule. I and mean, it's not a schedule, but like kind of that one week 
that one time per week, if not a couple, maybe one or time, one time more. Yeah. Because of the baby stuff. Yeah. So that kind of threw us off. But under yeah. normal circumstances. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. Once we start flowing past that week, I'm like, oh. Oh, okay, come on. Let's get, you know, let's. Yeah. I'm make not, some love happen. See, you're, that's where you and I are different. I'm like, you know what? Um, <laughs> if you're going to flirt with me, I'll do it with you. I'll also crochet Walk something. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> crochet something. Never crocheted anything before in my life. Dude, I got some awesome celebrity insight scoop. So good. Do tell. So good. So, you know, our content contributor, Miss Kimberg Friesel here. Ah, yeah. What she got for us? She well, got out in the field for us? She got out in the field on accident, but, you know, she came and reported back to us that she was at a dinner out in Beverly Hills, I believe. Because Kim lives in L.A., Kim correct? lives in Manhattan Beach, okay. which is, yeah, I think, like, part of Near L.A. About. Yeah. It's a beautiful beach town. Stunning. And she was out to dinner for her birthday, happy belated, and she sent me a sneaky video of her, like, you know, that whole, like, trying to pretend like she's taking yeah. a photo or video yeah. of her friends, and mm-hmm. she zooms in on... Brandon from 90210, Jason Priestley. So, you know, and. oh, yeah, she said that he was, you know, she was watching from afar, just friendly looking and nice. And after dinner, they did approach him. And she was like, Lauren, he is so freaking nice. I, I would have pegged him to be a nice, not pegged, pegged him. I would have, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I retract that. <laughs> See, can't use that word anymore. <laughs> what I meant to say was, I would have guessed that he is a kind right fella. she said like she's like lauren he was like abnormally nice not like in a Aww. bad way that she was that he was so nice how did he look what was he wearing i saw a photo i'll show it to you later he just looked like, like jason a- like jason Priestley, brandon a little bit older but matt her her husband made a joke with him I, something about you know because he was brandon was the editor of the local the school newspaper and you know and matt made a funny joke about that and he laughed with him Aww. yeah took photos with him. I Aww. love thing I've have ever you? famous people. Oh my oh, God, Lauren. Michelle, hello. hello. Have I ever told this story? Yes, you have. Queen Latifah. Yes, because we have a podcast titled, Have You Ever Swam in a <laughs> Queen's Pool? I met Queen Latifah. Her name is Dana. Lauren, if you didn't just her. meet her. I mean, she held your husband like a baby. And I gave them a yoga class. We were so drunk and I taught them a yoga class on her property. Wow, during? With her and her partner, Ebony, and a couple friends we were with. Were you under the influence during the yoga class? Well, we were drinking wine. I mean, it was like a a funny, like, now they want yoga. You know, Anthony did some pool stuff for them. I taught a yoga class and read The Great Gatsby. Wow. And I still have her tambourine. Her tambourine. You know what? I took it from her recording studio. I think you need to bring that to the next pig gig. You know what? I think you're right. And come on stage. I will. I'll do a little shake and dance and a little tambourine jam. You're welcome. She is really, really, really nice. So welcoming and funny, and you know, I don't. I believe she does not um, partake anymore. I think she is sober. Sober, yeah. But do you think that if you ca- dialed up the phone and called her, I don't have her number. Oh, but I had Ebony's number, her partners. Yeah, and I really wanted to become really good friends with them. It just didn't pan it out. It didn't that pan way. out. Well, distance does sometimes pose challenges. There, you know, <laughs> distance living, makes the heart grow fonder, but not country. when it comes to Queen Latifah. Fair enough. But she was awesome. So that's the closest experience I've had with someone famous. I met our former mayor, Rahm Emanuel. He's a short, small little man. Close interaction. With who? With a Cubs player named John Lester. He's a pitcher. Okay. And we were sitting front row at the Cubs-Sox game. Mm-hmm. And my family was Crosstown standing. Crosstown Classic. Heck yeah. 
And my family was standing there. It was like a scene out of Field of Dreams. John Lester, this like giant man, comes walking towards us. And I look at Mia and I go, "He's, you know he's giving you the ball, right? He's coming for you. He came over. He walked right up to us. He opened out his mitt. And the baseball rolled to the edge of his mitt. He said nothing. Mia grabbed it. We all stood with our mouths agape. Like, like mine right no now. No picture. Got nothing, just the memory forever emblazoned in our brain. That's okay. It was magnificent. I love that story, and I love that Mia got the ball. Yeah, she could care less about it. Will's been trying to get it from her ever since. You know, I've heard, and I will, I'm going to keep the names, I'm going to keep the name of who told me this out of the podcast, but I've heard that Rain Wilson, who played Dwight on The Office, is not a friendly man to go up to. I've heard that too. He's a real dick. Kind of an asshole. Like rude. Yeah. He should just go hang out at his house then, not never come out. <laughs> he probably is like a little bit like Dwight. So, Michelle, over the weekend, I went out, and I'm just here to say one thing and one thing only. Hmm. I said it earlier on, mm-hmm. yeah, um, COVID's over Gone. in the city of Chicago. COVID what? It's dissipated. <laughs> What's COVID? We went out to my favorite restaurant in the West Loop, Fornaroso, for a really good Yum. pizza. And life as we know it, seems back to normal back to normal i would agree i mean we and I, i'm prefacing this so so no one hollers at us yeah covid's not over but you know what i'm freaking saying so like you're saying that people are walking around without masks walking close quarters inside well, outside, inside, outside everybody's back full on yeah and it seems like with stores everything's like optional of course like no one's gonna say you can't wear a mask mm-hmm. that's stupid mm-hmm. but for those that want to now it's completely optional rather than mandated that you have to. And, and it feels really freaking good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Done, done, done. Yeah, it feels really good. Um, we also went to, so the Hotel Nobu, Nobu opened up over here in the West Loop, which is like a real nice, chic yeah, hotel. Yeah, mm-hmm. real swanky. And they have wonderful drinks and glasses of wine. Pricey, of course, but so, so good. Just throwing that out there for someone wants like a Yum. nice kind of fancier... Ambiance, yeah. love mm-hmm. it. Um, something else I just came about recently was I found this through someone I spoke with a couple days ago. There's this new thing coming out. It's a new fad called permanent jewelry. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it ever? I had not heard of this until I brought it to your attention. Yeah, I've not, I've not heard of this, but I thought that this is something that Maria, Marie Wyatt and I could have. Michelle's still talking about her grade school best friend. That they, she know isn't. they know it is. I've, I've brought her up about oh 100 times God. since we you started. You and Marie would have maybe done this. So here's the deal. This thing is called, it's it's called permanent jewelry. Different companies that do this at their store or people who um, buy the equipment sometimes call it something else, but the, the generic name for it is that. And what it is, it's like really, really delicate chain wear. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Just think of the most delicate bracelet you can imagine in your mind. But what it is, it doesn't have a clasp. You don't take it on and off, you know, when you hop into the shower. They basically... They laser weld it. Yeah, they laser weld it together. They solder it together. So it's forever on. And it's, to be be fair, it's not totally forever. I mean, it could could be taken off off for MRIs and things. Of course. Or if your friend breaks up with you or your lover cheats on you, (laughs) blast that thing off your wrist. Exactly. But what I found so cool about it is... So I have a best, I have a tattoo that my best friend has, right? And that, it's a tiny tattoo, but it took me a long time to commit mm-hmm. to it. But the, it's such a great idea for 
for showing like that, that commitment to a best friend mm-hmm. or as in remembrance of someone mm-hmm. loss. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe um, a pa- a journey of sobriety. Yep, a poignant moment that it's you want to really remember. It's really cool. Yeah. And you could do it on your anklet too. I would totally, totally do it. Would you get one? No. I totally would. I love it. I wear my little jewelry all the time. So minimal. Yeah. And it is minimal. And I do love that. I yeah. mean, I suppose maybe I would do it. I thought it would be something sweet to share with my daughter. Like that something too. that we could wear that. Yeah. So yeah. I'd cute. have a lot of them. I've got a lot of good friends. So exactly. like my, I'd have like a ton welded on me. You know, I had this conversation on Instagram, which sounds pathetic because you're fucking it's talking to a camera. It's like. Um, but we were talking about how many best friends people have. I have a lot of best friends. Same. I have, I counted with my friend Kim. I think I came to about seven to eight best friends. Now, here's the deal, right? And you know this, certain friends you share certain things with. Yep. And, or you, they have different, they're resources of different kind of information and you or, know. or something comes up in life that lends itself to an experience that that friend maybe went through and can help walk you through that. So you find a closeness at a new time that you didn't necessarily have early on. Right. And then there's that. Okay. So there's that. And then there's the idea of, and this is sad when this happens, when when friendships fizzle. When they run their course. Especially really, really, really good friendships, mm-hmm. which I've had... That's only really happened, like, in, you know, in my youth that happened, because, you know, grade school best yeah. friends are different, yep. but like adult friendships that fizzle, and it's usually because, I think, life. I, I was going to say distance sometimes. Life, distance, and then also just, I mean, life is a bundle of things. It's yep. everything. And I was reading this article not too long ago about this, and, you know, there's that, that want to hold on to the friendships, but you mm-hmm. have to really just kind of be okay with letting it go Mm -hmm. now do you have any instances with this yeah in your adult life yeah there there was never for me there was never this real serious hard like I'm walking away from a toxic relationship it was more um time distance going in completely different directions I think in some instances the people that I'm thinking of Facebook keeps us connected we love each other's photos when we see milestones and stuff but um, the day-to-day ca- constant connect and knowing the ins and outs of what's going on like a friend does just a couple for the most part no yeah I have I've I've had to I've had the like the talks like the boundaries I've had to set up a boundary and be mm-hmm. like you know what for my own personal well-being mm-hmm. I need to kind yeah. of thin it's this one out a little bit adding stress or yeah but and it's such a hard decision and you really actually like mourn and it wasn't a fight you know it wasn't something like that yeah but you definitely like mourn that relationship yeah. it's really heartbreaking mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. because you have all these beautiful memories of being with that person and moments that you'll always keep close to you but then you're like but here at this moment in time it ain't working yeah so like speaking of like setting up boundaries with people yeah. and whatnot, I came across this awesome article and it was called Four Science-Backed Ways to Spot and Stop Negative Self-Talk. Great article. Right? Eye-opening. 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 And as I was fishing through it, I found a lot of stuff that like really I resonate with that makes me like, oh, okay, so that's what I can identify that I do sometimes and some ways to kind of like put you know put the kibosh on it so here's what we're dealing with we're talking about negative self-talk which we're all we're all afflicted with Mm -hmm. yeah 
We are, I, I don't even, yeah, guilty, but I feel like it's almost like an affliction. It's almost why? like an illness. But why? <laughs> why do we do it? Why are we, why do we beat ourselves I, down? Well, the, what, the only thing that I can think of is that when I, you know, a lot of the reading and talking with, you know, specialists and whatnot is that the mind does it on its own. It's once we start attaching emotion and feeling and and running with that thought that we start to kind of give it more life yeah. and legs and, and amp it up. And then it, it can just wreak havoc. Oh, wreak havoc. So I feel like there's, you know, this is a great article with a lot of tips. So let's dive in. So here's the deal. Usually self, excuse me, in three, two, one. So let's dive in. Usually negative self-talk is so automatic that it happens outside of conscious awareness. So just like what I was saying, yeah. we don't even realize No, it. I can vouch for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that statement fully. So the psychologist featured here, Latoya Gaines, she says the first step is to practice being mindful of these thoughts as they happen at the moment, yeah. which in the past year, I've been implementing that where, you know, a thought, sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot a word. Is it dementia? Oh my God. Yeah. Or I'm never going to be a success as big as I want to. And I'm like, it's almost like an amputation. Yeah. It's like, and that is enough. You, you've said that stupid thing and you're not going to give it any more life. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. You forgot because like your therapist says, you've got a lot of thoughts going through your brain. It's hard to remember every single detail in yep. life, you know? Yes, yes. It's really, yeah. So Gaines also says, once you get better at noticing your self-talk, which is 100% rooted in mindfulness, you unlock greater flexibility to deal with and change those thoughts. And I think it's also important to note that the way we communicate with ourselves, and they said this in the article, plays a major way, plays a major role in the way we see and experience the world world around us. So if hundred lashing ourselves every yes. minute, you're just going down a rabbit hole of darkness. Yes, and the thing is, is that negative self-talk is in our brains but also once you start verbalizing it like actually putting it out in the universe like yeah. through your mouth yeah it's just now wreaking havoc like you said on other people yep so just negative just spreading it's yeah, like oh, it it's is. like it's, it's like freaking mint it's a virus yeah it is it's like it's, it's like, like another COVID. it is it's like COVID. so the tricky thing about negative self-talk is that it can come in many forms according to the mayo clinic there are four main ones to be exact and these four are and we'll cover all of them in detail personalizing filtering, catastrophizing, That's me. Hey, Michelle, and <laughs> polarizing. So let's dive into the very first one. We'll break it down and then we're going to offer you guys and ourselves tips on how to negate yes. the negative chat. And they're easy. This is doable. You got to just work at it, recognize it and start applying it's it. It's like so, but, and I love that, Michelle, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. Recognize, apply. Stop, say, stop, collaborate. Fuck you, nasty <laughs> voice. And then apply. Sing happy birthday. In our, one of our Love last it. episodes, we were saying a great trick is to sing happy birthday to the negative thoughts you have. You'll laugh it off. He in your pants. Yeah. Okay. So personalizing. Personalizing is basically when it's not you, it's mm -hmm. me becomes mm -hmm. your mantra. If something bad occurs, you automatically blame yourself. So the first step here is to do some reality testing. Gaines recommends challenging the thought by asking yourself. And I love this. Yes. Is there any evidence to support this thought? That's number one. Number two, is the thought factual or just my interpretation? Yes, my, do my therapist, Dr. Baker, used to say, ask yourself this question. Is there any logic to that thought? And when, when you no. do that, no, no, there isn't. None, not one ounce. Okay. <laughs> so here's a tip on how you can kind of redesign the negative talk when it comes to personalizing. 
Gaines says the next time you're feeling as though you're to blame if something goes wrong or seems different than normal, take a step back. Okay, ready? Breathe deeply and look at the situation from the outside. You know your friends care about you. Yep. Um, okay, so the example she, that she put that I didn't mention yet, she wrote that, say you send a text message to a group of friends on a group thread and hours go by. I love this. because it happens. Hours go by and no one has responded. Mm-hmm. You might sit there and think, oh, they're so fucking over me. They hate me. Did I do something? Did what I say offend someone? They've got to be, they, there's a re, they're all mad at me about something and that's why no one has bothered to get back to me. Mm-hmm. And that can spiral you into a tizzy like, of anxiety. Yeah, so step back. Your friends love you. They're probably freaking busy. They don't hate you. <laughs> it's also sort of like the don't make assumptions rule in the four agreements. Right, exactly. It's the same exact it's the thing. the same kind. Like we're given all different flavors on ways for you can combat. Dude, I can't tell you how often I refer to that book. Every day. And and then that last part of the book, Try Your Best, when I fuck up and I'm like, you know what? I assumed too much. Now I got now at least I'm recognizing it and moving on. Yeah. All right, you guys. So the next one, filtering. With filtering, you magnify the negative aspects of a situation and filter out the positive ones. This is the Debbie Downer option. This is the Debbie Downer. And sometimes I, I think about a year ago, I would be guilty of this when you and I were working. I'd be like, you know. Yeah. So in, in to put this into context, for example, if you're trying to save money and go over your budget by $50, you might get caught up on that instead of the fact that you still yeah. put $200 yeah. away in savings. You actually did something great. Right. Well, so you got to focus on that. Every accomplishment, no matter if they are big or small, can outweigh the negative. When you begin to look at the glass half full instead of half empty, life will feel so much more freaking rewarding. It's true. If you find yourself filtering, try I love this, try to jot down all the things that you have gone that have gone right recently. You'll slowly begin to realize that things may yeah, not wow, be as bad life as they is seem. Great. I this is probably the one that I might get most caught up with is like I'll, I'll I'll be doing awesome stuff and I've talked about this in the past I don't always acknowledge all of my hard work I've gotten much better or the things I've accomplished like one time when I was doing a gig for a friend who had me supervise this uber event and it was just a big thing at an airport and someone it was a project management thing I was a supervisor which is was a really good position to have yeah. and someone one of the other fellow event planners and project managers said oh what have you what kind of projects do you manage and events have you planned and I said nothing I said I've never done this before what the fuck is wrong with me oh I can think of five billion things I have done. Okay, so in that moment, next say you get the chance to answer that question yeah. again. How would you How would I rephrase how would that? You, well, and also like would how would you react completely in that situation? Would you stop now, take a pause for a second and then go into it yes. instead of automatically yes. going down Debbie Downer? And then what I would say is where do I start? Mm-hmm. I have project managed. I do it every single day. Yep. Where yes, do I start? Right? <laughs> Holy crap. Lauren. What's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with us. What's wrong with humanity? And then I left that day and I and then what was what was so the monumental shift in that moment though was when the woman who hired me, my friend Kelly, pulled me aside and was like, "Lauren, what are you doing? I hired you because you have so much experience." And I got in my car and started bawling. I was like, "Why do I do that to myself?" 
Why don't I give myself credit for what I've done in my life? Well, we're, that, we're conditioned to not acknowledge yes, our goodness. So moving swiftly to the third one. Michelle, is this you? This is me. I do it. <laughs> I, I honestly do it every day. It's oh, a, I, no. I'm, I work. I, I recognize it after the fact, but I still, my first, well, let's get to it first. Michelle Catast- catastrophizes. I see a phone call come in. Tell them who it's from. My me, dad. Or my me. dad or Lauren. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? And then somebody, you'll call and be like, hey, we got a lead on some awesome thing. And I'm like, oh my God, you're such a loser. <laughs> or like I get an email from something for a job I'm doing with our dad and I see it come in from somebody. And for whatever reason, I've decided that I have caused major, major end of days problems. End nope, of days. Nope, none of that. No, and Michelle has, Michelle, I've witnessed this before where Michelle on a Sunday will be like, oh, I'm dreading my, tomorrow. I got a big call with dad and somebody. And then... The next morning, she's like, oh, it was passed with flying colors. Not a hiccup, not a bump in the road. Yeah. So, Michelle, we're going to learn a little bit more about you. With catastrophizing, you automatically anticipate the worst. Sound familiar? Yeah, real good at it. A student at this. (laughs) For example, on the way to the office, the train gets stopped underground, and you immediately assume you'll be stuck for hours. When this comes up, Gaines suggests putting things into perspective. Someone once said to me, perspective is everything. It's true. And it's so true. This includes thinking, how likely is it that this is going to happen, that you're mm-hmm. going to be stuck for hours? Yes, Cons- again, it goes back to thinking logically. Right, just think logically, okay? Yeah. Considering other outcomes and distinguishing between uncomfortable versus catastrophe, yeah. which I love oh. that. Yep. It might be uncomfortable for a minute, but it's not going to be the end of, end days. of the days. No, this is not going to be the end of days. Can a stall the train actually stay stuck for hours? And... If it does, wouldn't you still be okay in the long run? This is another instance in which taking a step back and looking at a situation for what it really is can come in handy. Mm. And the other thing too is, say your train did get stuck for hours. You're not going to lose your job. Hopefully your boss is going to say, oh my God, the CTA must be having a problem. It's not your fault. Exactly. And if you're on there for so long and you start to feel like you're dehydrated or perhaps there's (laughs) no food and you're going to be there for a while, just ask the neighbor next to you. Maybe they got an extra box of raisins to pass over. Sick. I hate raisins. (laughs) So do I. I I hate. I'm surprised you brought that. (laughs) I'd starve to death before I take Raisins. They're really gross. Hate them. But I love grapes and I love other things that come from the grape. I find raisins in any food is an offense. I actually completely punishable. disagree. I, punishable. <laughs> punishable <laughs> by <laughs> death. <laughs> I actually like raisins in a lot of stuff. I hate them like in the little red. Yeah, you don't like yeah, those. No, I hate them. Okay, I'll be sure to have those for your next <laughs> snack. Okay, last but certainly not least, polarizing. With polarizing, you see things as either good or bad. There is no middle ground. Yeah. It's the feeling that you have to be perfect or you're a total failure. I don't have this problem. Same. No, this is, yeah. So here, for example, okay, good for us. At least we don't have one problem. One of these is not us. (laughs) If, for example, if you've been getting up early all week and one morning you feel the need to get a few more snoozes in and you hit Mm. the button, suddenly you feel as though this makes you a lazy ass person. I know. God, give ourselves a little break. for, And that's true. It's like you're doing everything. And then the moment you're like, I need a little extra rest. And then you start lashing yourself. And instead, what you should do is just be kind. <laughs> just be kind to yourself and say, you know what? I needed that. You needed sleep. And sleep is the foundation of good health. So you actually just did something that your body needs. So in these instances, you've got to treat yourself with kindness. Yeah. Just what you were saying. 
If you don't do something perfectly, reassure yourself that you're only human. I love that. And that's just like the four agreements. Do your best. Yeah. Do your freaking best. You're allowed to make choices that cater to your needs at the moment. And sometimes what we view as a mistake can become a lesson or motivation to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Start off the day with some positive affirmations. These can include simple phrases such as, I am good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people, people like, like me. me. <laughs> but, but that's that. freaking <laughs> it. Stuart Smalley, for Stuart those of you Smalley. who know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, another one, breathe, you got this. Practicing positivity isn't about disregard, and I like this, isn't about disregarding the unfortunate nature of a situation, but instead acknowledging that you will find a way around it. And trust me, you will. Yes. I just shared with Michelle a podcast, a um, Insight Timer. So for those of you who are looking for meditation, please consider Insight Timer. It's a free app. They have thousands of guided meditations. And this guy today, I felt like I was on like in a moment of like the Lion King. This man was speaking to me and it's not a guided breath work. It was just positive, like affirmations. He was like saying, you are awesome. Literally, he actually You're says, you are awesome. you a winner. No, it's not even that. He says like, you are courageous. You are alive. Yeah. You are breathing. Yeah. And you are, you have magic within you. And he goes, and today, my favorite part was today is the day you're going to hold on and use those resources. Yeah. And it, and I had a bit of a bumpy day yesterday. So it really helped kind of shift my mm. mood and my day moving forward. It really does help. It, it actually changes and shifts the entire perspective. It's all, our minds are filled with so much energy and momentum that if you don't find a way to control it. It can it mess can your shit unravel. up. It really can. It's true. So try this. We're going to put this the whole article in the show notes. Check it out. Great tips. Right? Great tips. I hope you guys like these because when I find these, I'm like, you know, I'm a self-help um, junkie and I like this shit. Well, I really, when when I read this and when I saw these four, four the four negative talks, self-talks, I thought to myself, okay, I, I've been working on myself for many years, but I never labeled I had never had a label on what and why I was doing certain things. I mean, yeah, I kind of knew that I was, a, you know, catastrophizing a lot, but it was helpful, I found, to be able to really, that's how I learn is if I can really understand the how or the why, then I can fix. I can yes. put the fix to it and then make the change. And don't you think that these, like, I, can you have this kind of conversation with kids? I know some of this is thick and heavy, but like kids catastrophize like Mia. Oh I'm not going to be in the play. I'm never going to make it. And then she got a, a, a star role. I know. So like and will, f- my will is a polarizer. It's I feel like yeah, it's either good or bad. So I feel like there are tools here, although these are meant for adults that you can take and apply to children. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, no one freaking talked to me about the thoughts I had in my freaking brain. No, nope. nobody. Nope. Nope. And then when I did go to try to find someone to talk to, I was told I give you everything. What do you need a therapist for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Wowie. I know. And no blame, but it's, but then I, I, I move and move past that and just kept pushing for it yeah. for help. I don't know. I think that these are really good tips for all ages. Agreed. All right, you guys check out this article. Go easy on yourself. Be nice to you. Be kind for the love of Pete. And if you feel like pegging, peg away. Or don't. And stay cozy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.